0: Hello and welcome to Maps Daily, where every day we're talking Mavs basketball, breaking down a question, event, news, or trend. My name is Bobby Corral, I'm from Maps Digital. Joining me today on the day when basketball is back, oh my god, we have finally made it, is Mike Marshall. What's up, Mike? We did it. Me and you,
1: bud. Mission accomplished. I was for sure that I would die if someone told me I had four and a half months without basketball. When they're supposed to be basketball, but no, just like half my soul is dead, but the rest of me is totally fine, totally fine, and ready for NBA basketball on Friday night. Particularly Mavericks basketball is what we're revved up for. But um, man, we're, I think I think I think we're we're lucky um, to be quite honest. We can
0: get into that a little bit more, but it's a very cool time, man. It is a very exciting time. I can't believe that the day is finally here. Four months ago, maybe thought that we might have to wait until 2021 to see basketball again. And lo and behold, we only had to wait about 16 weeks. So we're going to talk all about that and take a look ahead at, uh, at, the, at the Mavs' upcoming, I guess, mini-season beginning tonight against the Houston Rockets. But uh, first, from our local high schools to the pros, the Dallas Morning News has got North Texas sports covered. And it's more than just the scores, Mike. From all the off-season moves to in-season adjustments and maybe even postseason glory, which we'll talk about the Mavs postseason chances here as well, the Dallas Morning News has got the inside scoop on your favorite Mavericks players and coaches. You can follow every goal, save, bucket, or touchdown, or the basketball equivalent of a touchdown, as the Dallas Morning News delivers real local sports journalism from the press box and the locker room and the sideline behind the little glass divider in the bubble, straight to your inbox. As soon as this podcast episode is over, go to dallasnews.com slash sports and you can catch up on all the latest Mavs news from Brad Townsend, and Callie Kaplan, and the rest of the Dallas Morning News team. They're doing a great job of covering the Mavs, but make sure you listen to this podcast first. Mike, back to Get him, Brad. Yeah, good job, Brad. So, uh, but for real, Brad Townsend is one of what, I believe only 10 print journalists allowed in the bubble. And so, uh, mm-hmm. the, the DMN really is giving you pretty exclusive access down there. It's been, pr- it's been, this really is like
1: to- whenever they got in to see Obama at the all-star
0: game and I didn't. Wow. That sounds like, it sounds like, are you salty or? No, I'm totally cool with it. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Judging by your, the big smile on your face. I'm sure you're not mad at all. Uh, I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm actually, you're just, you're, I'm laughing at how upset you are about it. Uh, okay. <laughs> so today's July 31st. The last time there was Mavs basketball was March 11th. So it's been four months and 20 days, which is actually pretty nice. I'm not going to lie, but, uh, it's been a very long time since there's been Mavs basketball played and, uh, you know, I mean, the NBA w- was very adamant all throughout, you know, they never wanted to say like the NBA, the, the season is over, right? Like the NBA season is canceled or, or we'll see you next year. It was always kind of like, this is a hiatus, this is a temporary stoppage and we'll figure it out. And the night the season was put on hold, it was kind of maybe, maybe a little optimistic to think that it was just going to be a few weeks to a month or so. um, but it was also very pessimistic to think that it was going to take four months. I think the truth was somewhere in the middle. And then it kind of grew progressively darker and darker and darker, obviously, as COVID-19 became a much more serious and and, and destructive force um, in America and really throughout the world. So I guess, Mike, just what's kind of been the evolution of your um, your outlook on whether or not this thing would actually happen throughout the whole process, because on this show, at least, you've only really been on to talk about big-picture big picture stuff and, and to bid farewell to Vince Carter. We haven't really talked about the hiatus at all, so what's kind of been your mindset and your sort of uh, vantage point throughout this whole thing? So whenever this stopped, whenever we
1: hit pause, um, after Boban broke the league uh, against the Nuggets that night, if you would have asked me that if, would I take being back on any basketball court anywhere wrapping up the regular season in four and a half months, I would have said, yes, um, I'll take that deal, put that money in your pocket and go home. Um, and at the beginning of this, the cases were relatively low. You know, we were getting like a thousand Texas and we were like, God, this is awful. Um, and now it's, you know, a little bit different picture, but, um, so, I don't know. My my view of the whole thing in sports in general returning has has swayed and kind of swerved a little bit. But one thing keeps popping into my head, and that's that you can't do this, which and this meaning get back to professional sports as it's meant to be played and experienced, without doing the work. Um, And credit to the NBA for taking what is the all-time stickiest situation that has literally ever happened to any sports league. I mean, some there might be something else where like just, you know, leagues dissolved in the middle of seasons and things like that or, you know, that I don't know of. But this is the stickiest situation that a professional sports league in modern times has ever gone through. Um, and it some leagues, I'm not criticizing baseball. I just think baseball kind of went a route of, well, if we don't have fans, it'll be fine. If we test a little bit, it'll be fine. Well, that's that's not the work. The work is setting up a bubble. The work is testing every single person every day. The work is um, getting hotels properly staffed, testing those people, allowing travel crews, allowing the full coaching staffs, allowing our guy Chopper down there, and making it all safe and having zero positive tests over the last, whatever it is, three and a half, four weeks since they've been in the bubble. And it's really been a template for how to get through this thing. Um if we did this as a country as a whole, I think we could probably be done with this in about three or four weeks, right? Um, but this doesn't happen without the work being done. And everyone was kind of like, oh, the NBA is being quiet about all this, and they're not giving firm dates. Well, for good reason. You don't set faulty expectations. You don't say we're going to return in two and a half months if you don't know if you can return safely in two and a half months. Um, so they've been down there for, what, three weeks? Um when they get down there, the 7th of July, 7th or 8th. So, you know, three and a half, almost four weeks now. uh, It's been as safe as you could possibly be. Probably the safest place in America, honestly, besides, you know, middle of the country Wyoming or something. Um, But it's, I didn't know if this was going to happen, right? Because every story, when it's such a fragile time, every story that pops up about XYZ player doesn't know if, we should finish this season or just go ahead and jump to the playoffs or just go ahead and call this a bust and move on to 2021 season. Um, and it just hits you extremely deep whenever you hear somebody like, you know, like Shaq was like just in this season. And I was like, damn, man, that's a, that's a dark thought for someone that does this on a day-to-day like you and I do. Um, and just realizing how much you missed it and how much it makes you feel normal Um, and how much of a community we have, and when that's gone, how much it sucks. Um, That was some heavy stuff, honestly. And just the updates that kept coming out, the positivity that started building um, probably like two months ago about this is our plan, it's solid, it's airtight, we're going to do everything we can possibly do to make this as safe as possible. Um, And now it's almost like they've earned this opportunity right we've they've they've done the work to earn basketball being back and everybody wants the you know not have to pay back sponsors and not have to pay back regional sports networks and and keep this league um what it is which is you know one of the coolest most fun leagues on the on planet earth where people can make where extremely talented people can make tons of money because we market it so well because it is such a spectacular thing to watch Um, but a lot of people in other sports don't want to do the work. They don't want to dig the ditch, right? They just want to, they just want to move along and, and hit fast forward and just go on with it. So this is almost like as much as it is a reprieve from what's been happening, they've earned this and it's really cool to see, honestly. And it's, it's, it's fun for me and you to just be covering basketball again, honestly, because when you wake up every day and you don't know what your job means, because that is the number one thing I do, like I try and serve the fans, and then I can't serve the fans, um, that's that's a little, that's kind of life-altering, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm really excited about it, and they've earned it. They've earned it. They really have.
0: Yeah, logistically, this has been a pretty incredible undertaking. Just, I mean, even though traveling parties are reduced in size, still packing 22 teams and coaches and support staff and some, you know, media folks as well from other national outlets and stuff. I mean, it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, like almost a thousand people are in this bubble and not a single positive test. And it's been almost a month that they've been down there. And and that is just in and of itself, a huge win. Um, now we'll see about the format. You know, there was obviously a lot of you know conversations about well do you just go right to the playoffs do you have like a world cups qualifying group system they kind of settled on this uh eight game restart and a play-in which i'm still not crazy about necessarily but uh we'll see how the actual basketball unfolds over the course of the next two weeks and it is important to keep in mind this is a fast restart two weeks from today the last game i mean it is it's that fast so it's going to be over and done with very very quickly so we'll see how it goes, but just the fact that we're at this moment that we've arrived to this day, with the worst thing happening being one guy going to get some chicken wings, like <laughs> that's a, a massive, massive, massive W uh, for the NBA, and so yeah, just kudos yeah, it's, to them. It's, hard to, it's and hard to pull every off, team man, and, and really all the players. I mean, you know, Lou Will is you know getting made fun of a lot, but I mean, pretty much every player has bought into this, and the criticisms have slowed down a lot, thankfully. And, uh, you know, from within the bubble and everything. And, and and it seems like everybody's really ready to go. And it's just, I don't know, it's hard not to feel good about this.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. When, and in a time when I'll take any win I can get, you know, uh, this is a huge win. This is an earned win. Because whether you're bubbling with a thousand other NBA players and staff in a place in Orlando or you're bubbling with your significant other or your family, Or if you have friends that you trust that are, you know, being safe enough to avoid, you know, the obvious that I I woke up yesterday and I was like, we're still going through a pandemic, aren't we? And it's like, it's like as as bad as it's ever been um, because we just don't go anywhere. Like, I don't, I don't go anywhere, but um, you are in a bubble situation and this is like the biggest, most elaborate bubble that's ever existed. But in a bubble situation, um, you are as safe as the unsafest person in your bubble. And that's how it works, right? So that means, you know, the, your, the unsafest person on your bubble, you might rate them as a one in terms of safety. Or you might rate them as a five, depending on who you're in, with, in there with. But there are a thousand people in this thing. Um, and for all of them to be accountable, to respect the situation and have the discipline is, is awesome, man. It's, it's, a, it's a show of unity um, and togetherness that you don't see that often anymore. Um, but they're all doing it cause they love this game. They have earned the right to finish a season after 65 games uh, or 65 ish. We had 65 and they, they know what it means to the fans and to people that follow this league as well. So it's awesome, man. Um, in a time where you can't stack the dubs that much, <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll take one where I can get it. Yeah. Heck yeah. Heck Yeah. Okay, so the actual game here, uh, Mavs-Rockets, is, is going to start here in a few hours. Now, we have not seen, as of this recording, uh, to, to pull back the curtain a little bit, we recorded this yesterday, so uh, we're not sure if Zion went off for 70 and 40 against the Jazz, or if the Jazz, you know, they might have canned 33-pointers in that game, so we have no idea, but uh, this is going to be our first look at Mavs basketball, no matter what happened last night. So... Uh, Obviously, you saw the three scrimmages, and uh, the last few episodes of Mavs Daily, we've had Dwayne on and Isaac on, you know, some other people to kind of give their perspective on uh, on what has unfolded. But just generally speaking, going into this first game, what are maybe your a couple big thoughts you have or just any kind of like Mavs Ma- your Mavs state of mind at the moment based on what we've seen in the scrimmages and the 67 games before that and and what kind of you're projecting uh, will unfold in these games
1: well since we're recording this after or before any games have started on Thursday night games I'm gonna assume that like the Kool-Aid man kicks through the roof of one of the arenas oh, wow. and just pops onto the screen and then just like puts it right back he's like oh y'all yeah, play playing basketball I'm sorry and then just puts it <laughs> completely back as it was because he loves basketball. Um, but, you know, judging from the scrimmages, which I think you and I both watched all, every second of and then had to watch more and cut highlights of it and things like that, um, it the the things that are different from when we were doing the first 65 to me are I think these guys are extremely rested, obviously, extremely bouncy, one-on-one players. Um, seemed... Seems like they can kind of get whatever they want. Um, and maybe it's just Luka, uh, getting back to being uh, a little twitchy, a little quick. Um, he looks strong, honestly. I mean, I think a lot of uh, Matthias Theibel and his defense and his athleticism, and boy, put him in a blender the other night. Dude, um, that
0: was – Matthias Theibel ain't no pushover either. I mean – No, dude. That was impressive. That's a, That's a good defender who's – Plays like it every
1: single second he's out there. I mean, he's, it doesn't matter if it's a scrimmage for him. He's a rookie and he's going, you know, balls to the wall. And Luca was like, you don't want this. I'm going to get you on the block. And, you know, I mean, he's, he's, I, don't, I never, I don't think we ever like fully appreciate how big he is for a dude that handles the ball that well. And just watching him just bully Matthias Theibel was, uh, that was, that was fun, man. But, that's a long way of saying I think guys that have the handles like, you know, Harden, like Luka, like LeBron, who are probably the top three, as we've talked about quite a bit, the big ball handlers, um, they're going to be kings even more than they usually are. Um, because I don't know how good offensive flow has looked thus far, either direction, um, with our team or with other teams that we've played against, I've never, like, I've wa- you know, you watch the game and you're just like, Man, that that took some work to get a decent look there. You know, nothing just se- feels supernatural right now. Um, Tobias Harris started cooking the other night, and I was like, "Oh, he's kind of. This is all kind of coming out of the flow, and he's being smart." But it never felt like it was quite like what we were doing. Game sixty, you know what I mean? It just wasn't like popping. Um, it really kind of makes ne- you
0: appreciate just like how damn good these guys are. To where a March Very basketball true. game, you're like, "Wow, that was forty eight full minutes of." you know 99% awesome and 1% mistakes like it's it's insane
1: yeah and there have been a couple plays where I'm like "Ooh, okay and some are honestly just JJ being JJ where I'm like that looks like something we take for granted that is awesome all the time um but I don't I don't know how good defense has been either like I've seen I've seen a couple blocks and a couple you know uh physical moves, but I'm just I just don't know if your defense is gonna be super sharp. Um so I'm struggling with that. I'm like, what wins out, right? Um soft defense that isn't quite, you know, on that on that tack or <laughs> offense that kind of devolves into one-on-one situations. Like who wins out of that, right? Is it like if your offense is at like a seven, but you still got these elite players that can get to the rack or softer defense right now that isn't quite on a string um, as they usually are. So you would say if the offense isn't cooking, you're going to score less, but then you look over there and you go, well, my defense isn't really playing the way I'd like it to um, either. So I don't know. I'm super interested to see what this means in terms of, like, points totals. Um, I definitely predict that I don't know if we're going to get, like, three or four triple doubles, but young, young boy was – he was just flirting with him with like twenty minutes left in games. <laughs> like he was just like, You know what? Here's here's the ten boards, here's the ten dimes, like and and if and if we need to lean on him for our offensive identity, I think he's reached that point where it's good enough. Where he's good enough at it to where you can almost exclusively run an offense through Luca like they've done with James Harden for a long time. Um and speaking of the Rockets, I mean Eric Gordon, worst timing ever, right? Um what do you do it? His wrist? Is that what ankle. he did? Ankle sprain. Ankle, ankle, my bad. The the wrist of the leg and ankle.
0: Yeah, pretty much that's what yeah. it's often called that. It's like the yeah, chicken people of call the sea. it
1: that. Doctors call it that. <laughs> you wouldn't know anything about that. You wouldn't know anything about what doctors say. I do. Learned doctor. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean that's huge for them. That is a humongous loss for them, so I'm going to that game feeling good. Um and then, you know, you move on to the Suns, who, you know, we played some scrappy games against them this year, but I'd, I like our chances against the Suns. Um, if that game does just boil down to some concentrate of just Devin Booker versus, versus Luka, that'll be fun. Um, I'd like it not to. I think we have a we're – we're a better team. I mean, you can look at records um, and all the stats you want to. Better team. Uh, better than the Kings. Um, if you're going into that game with a, with a point spread, for sure. And I don't know how far the Kings are from getting just bye bye Let's see, they're twenty-one and 21 and a half games back. So
0: yeah, they're they're in there like with Portland, Pelicans, Spurs, and Kings. I think are all tied. Or maybe they're all Spurs exactly are a half tied, game yeah. Behind them or something. I mean, it's all yeah. Spurs,
1: together. Spurs are twenty-two back of first. The rest of those guys are twenty-one and a half. But that's three and a half behind the eight seed. Uh, and then the Spurs are four, so they One of the guys done. on that
0: team that's 21 and a half games back of first place is getting MVP votes. On oh, which team? Blazers? 21 and a half games back of first. Yeah. Eight games
1: under 500, bud. <laughs> Eight games <laughs> I mean, under that's 500. That's insane. That's That's crazy. That's crazy talk, but... Um,
0: Hashtag vote yeah. Luca. <clears throat>
1: yeah, for real. Um, I think... I mean, by the time we play the Kings, they, de- they might just be done with it, right?
0: Um, so you've got to be within four of eighth place after eight games, but you also have to be ninth. So, like, if you're in yeah. 11th place and also four games back, you're still eliminated. So,
1: they're currently 11th and they're three and a half games back, and they'll have two games before we play them. So they could be as far as five and a half and just be done. Yeah, yeah. Donezo. So that and could be a layup same, of a game. The same holds
0: true for Portland and Phoenix later on. Uh, yeah that's that's game seven and eight of this thing those those teams could be eliminated Mm -hmm. now they might not be but they could be
1: now now you got your you got your premium elite (laughs) contests in here if you were picking the finals right now it might be Clippers Bucks and we get a nice uh Thursday Saturday of next week um with Clippers Thursday Bucks Saturday but with as many people as the Clippers have been like sending out of that thing and coming in late I'm like I want to see. I want to see where the Clippers are, and I'm. I'm kind of bummed we don't get them early, um, so we don't get that. Uh, oh, well, I haven't seen you in five months. Like, I didn't know where you liked the pass. I didn't know what you know.
0: Trez still is not in the bubble.
1: <clears throat> wow, that's incredible. I didn't and know. Once that. Once
0: you're there, you gotta you gotta sit for four days, and so yeah. let's say he shows up tomorrow, he and Lu will, will be like freshly emerged from the cave for that game mm-hmm. and so uh, no. I don't know man it's it's going to be interesting so what you're saying basically is you're you're setting this up for them to go like seven and one or eight and no is pretty much your prediction
1: I mean five and three six and two is yeah that's that's what that's my expectation right now um I mean I think that Blazers or Suns game is those last two aren't going to matter for those teams um I'd like to think we can steal one of uh LAC, Milwaukee, Utah and the rest are your favorite in, right? The Rockets game will be interesting honestly. With Gordon out, um and obviously what Russ has been through and what Harden's been through getting there late, um and maybe not quite up to condition, not quite up to, you know, 39 minutes a game like they usually are. Um or if they do play those 39 minutes, the 32 through 39 minutes are just awful where they're just winded, you know what I mean? Or not giving effort on defense or whatever they got to do to survive and get back into speed. Uh, Cause they're a playoff team. So I, I have extremely high expectations for this thing. And we're one of the teams that honestly um, our core is still there. Our starting five or one of our preferred starting fives is still there. Um, and these scrimmages have been encouraging when the starters have been together. Like, um, I know probably, what is it, third quarter of the uh, the last one of the 76ers game was kind of a bummer. That was the only time I've seen the starters go out there and just be like, eee. Um, yeah,
0: Pacers got them kind of good there, too, for a little bit in the mm-hmm. third quarter of, uh, of their scrimmage as well. But, I mean, for what it's worth, the starters looked really good against the Lakers. They held their own in Duff. both, kind of both stretches of that game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I have extremely high expectations. I think um, the quality of overall basketball is not going to be what we saw in game 60 of this year. But I think some of the plays and some of the individual performances are going to be even better. Because these guys played while they were out, right? They played pickup, they they worked out, They they shot, they stayed sharp. Just imagine, I mean, I don't know, anytime you can have four months off and you're like legitimately four months off, like not going out there and beating the crap out of your body, um and being forced to, you know, play a Minnesota Chicago back to back, um, and things like that, like I think these guys are gonna feel better than they felt. Maybe ever. Honestly. The guys that obviously haven't experienced COVID and haven't had to go through that and haven't had, you know, the The personal situations, the guys that have been healthy, been able to play while they were out, um, been able to, you know, just be a normal person and let your body kind of heal for a while. I think there's going to be some insane individual performances. Um, and I think Luke is going to be one of those dudes. I think he might own the narrative of the last eight games. If we go five and three, six and two, and he's got like 32... Eleven and
0: nine in <laughs> those eight games.
1: Like I don't think that's crazy. I'm sorry. I mean that's I pretty don't. much
0: what he averages, you know. I yeah, mean, like isn't that. But insane? just saying
1: it but just saying it that he could do that in this eight game stretch, like that's gonna be a quotable, you know? Um and we don't have a lot of heavy expectations on us, right? Like people like the Mavs, they like our team. They it's always like you Know one of those who would you take over the next five years, though? But I don't know. We just kind of got four months off, and we got most of our core. We got our top three scores. We got we still got Doe. We still got Tim. We still Seth. Can you've seen what Seth can do? He can knock down eight straight shots in a game and not even miss. Um, so I like our chances in this, man. And then we get then when we're gonna get to experience a playoff series, and it could be. You know, six, seven seed, it could be all the way up to four. Um, but we're going to get into a playoff series, which is going to be awesome. And we could clinch as early as um, tonight, depending on what happens with the, with the Memphis game. So if you want to lay out that picture, I'll let you. I won't step all over your toes in that regard.
0: Uh, yeah, so the, the Mavs magic number to clinch a playoff spot is two. So any combination of Mavs wins and Grizzlies losses that equal two will result in the team clinching a playoff spot. And so there's a very good chance, to, based on the law of averages, that this thing will be wrapped up by the time you hear the next episode of Mavs Daily, which will be on Monday. Because by then, both teams will have played two games. And so if they each go 1-1, one and one, then the Mavs clinch a playoff spot. And boom. But, yeah. of course, Mike said the Mavs are going to go 2-0. and oh, And so this mm-hmm. thing is going to be over uh, very quickly.
1: Yeah. So Houston, we're what, a game and a half back. So if we win – that we leaf them right.
0: Um, well, no, you'll be a half game behind still. And half game the, behind. Yeah, my they're bet. also a game and a half behind OKC, and they're two and a half games yeah. behind Utah. And so I don't know what happened last night in the the Utah game, obviously. But if the Jazz ended up losing that game and the Mavs win tonight, then all of a sudden, oh my God, you know they're a half game behind Houston, a game and a half out of fourth, out of fourth, and that's with mm-hmm. all of the frustrating losses, all the stuff earlier in the season, and now. If they had just won all those games, Mike, they'd be the number one seed. If they would have just won every game that they should have won, they they would have been undefeated this season. But even still, through all the growing pains, through all the setbacks, all the injuries, all the struggles, all the late-game issues, they still control their destiny to, like, an insane degree. And uh, so that's going to be a – I don't know. It's just – it's a very unexpected position to be in. And I will say, too, this is kind of one of the things I like. I've kind of come back around on, especially after seeing the team in the scrimmages – is uh, for as good as they are and, like, for as, as hype as we are and for as much positive kind of attention as they're receiving from uh, basketball experts from uh, around the world, they're still going to be without Dwight Powell and Jalen Brunson and Courtney Lee and Willie Colley-Stein. Like, whenever those guys come back to the team next year, like, I know Courtney is a free agent and Willie could be a free agent, so I don't know what's going to happen with everybody, and obviously anything can happen at any time, but, like, Reinforcements are on the way, no matter what. Like mm-hmm. this team is probably not as good as it will be a year from now. Definitely not in terms of experience, but like, I, I don't know. They're just they're really, really, really playing with house money. And whenever you're in that position, like, any, I mean, to can, to channel my inner KG, like anything is possible.
1: Yeah, I mean, just thinking about Dwight coming back, um, and that's a lot of what <laughs> made this thing the most uh prolific offense in the history of the NBA by just a humongous margin um in terms of offensive rating. Getting Dwight back, you just you just pencil him in for a top three offense, maybe the best each season. Um so yeah, that's that's exciting to think about. Um and then all of their core and I mean, you know, Tim's got a contract situation that'll figure itself out. Um but the core of this team is locked in, man. Um It's going forward. It's it's all aboard. Like there's no reason why expectations each year shouldn't be ramping up. And for this final eight games, um, it's not even like a playoff charge or a sprint. It's going to be like a playoff like shuttle drill because you got a game every other night. It's two weeks and it's going to be gone. And you can choose to make hay in that two weeks because you do have a game against a team you're 1.5 games back of. You got an, you got another one against a team that you're 2.5 back of. I wouldn't want it any other way, man. And your schedule is as favorable to me. I mean, the Milwaukee and LAC uh, game is, those are, those are tough, right? If I could swap those for somebody that, you know, a nice Spurs or something, I would. But besides those two, the other six games, dude, that's exactly what you want. That's exactly what you want. You want to play the teams that are above you, to give you an opportunity, um, and then you want to play teams that have the potential to be done with it. Um, so six of those games are just they're just chef's kiss, beautiful. Um, that's what you want, man. And this is going to be if they get on a roll, if that offense starts cooking, and everybody else or the teams they're playing against aren't quite up to up to snuff quite yet. Like you know the Thunder, there's no guarantee the Thunder are going to be you know hitting their stride early on. We talked about the Clippers. <laughs> Trez isn't even there. The Rockets have had some in-and-out situations. Um, man, I think, I think a nice 5-3, and 6-2, and two, and you get up to that fifth seed, um, and maybe you're playing the Jazz. I'd prefer the Nuggets. Um, and you know what? To me, that looks like a seven-game first-round series. And that's, that's all I want. I want. I want a shot in the first round to knock off one of these teams, preferably I'd like to get up to, I'd like to get up to five, um, maybe four, you know, whatever. Uh, cause I don't really want to, I don't really want to tussle with the Clippers that early. Um, I, if I, if I can avoid it, but man, this is going to be awesome. It's, it's going to be basketball every single night if you want to watch something. Um, and then for us every other night and, it's just going to be awesome, man. Luca's going to I think Luca's going to be the storyline
0: of it, yeah, honestly. It's going to be awesome. Oh my god. And it starts tonight too. So everyone kind of knows what to expect from the guys on the floor, but um, you know, like you said every all, all of these games is going to be fast and furious every other uh day. All of the games are going to be on Fox Sports and if you live out of market Uh, I think four of the games are going to be on uh, national TV, so either ESPN or TNT, and I think a fifth one might be on NBA TV as well. And So there's going to be plenty of opportunities no matter where where you live, no matter what, whatever. Uh, No matter what your situation is, there's going to be plenty of opportunities to watch the team. Uh, But what can fans expect, seeing as uh, I work in Mavs Digital underneath you, the boss, so we both mm-hmm. are kind of pulling the. Well, you're really pulling the strings. I'm just kind of doing podcasts on the side. Uh, <laughs> what what can fans expect from following the team uh, off the TV, be it you know on social or just whatever?
1: Yeah. So if you haven't watched you know the three episodes of Sounds from the Baseline that have um, happened from the bubble, then you're not really a Mavs fan. Uh, you need to go check those out YouTube or IG stories or anywhere you can just just search for it. Sounds from the baseline. Um, chopper's shooting them. j putting them together. I just kind of put a little finishing touches on them um, and ship them. But those are... <laughs> I mean, you can't think of a cooler time to have a, a camera um, in a location. And these guys, I mean, they're all in... That's one of the things that, like, everyone keeps bringing up our team because the mojo and the chemistry and how much fun they're having is just it's not not talking down on other teams that they're not having fun. We're just having the most fun. (laughs) Okay. So everything you've seen over the last month is exactly what's going to keep on happening. I mean, Tim's going to steal the GoPro and take it for a day, right? We're going to go fishing with Bobie or go do whatever with Bobie. We're going to have a water balloon fight with Bobie, uh, maybe at some point soon. (laughs) Um, so if you've enjoyed what's happening over the last month, um, it just kind of shows you what uh, extremely talented, hardworking people in Chopper and Jay Lim and our whole crew can do when given the appropriate amount of access, right? Um, and that's R- Rick's credit, right? Um, he said there's nothing off limits down here. It's, it's let's go. I know this is a historic time, um, and I, I've appreciated it. Our whole team has appreciated it, but I think the fans uh, have appreciated it even more. Um, and that's the people who we work for at the end of the day, you know? So um, it's going to be awesome. We're going to cover the team as as best we can and tirelessly like we always do. So um, it got a little tricky, obviously, figuring out exactly how to do it. I'm glad we had this time, this three weeks. We didn't have this three weeks, and we had you know maybe a week or two to figure out exactly how this flow works. Man, that would have been a – I don't know. I'm a person that overprepares. I read the book before I go to the class. I – my my strength is uh, I'm gonna know more about this subject than you, and if that would have been the case, man, they just, I, I just I just would have been real nervous about it. But I I'm so excited for this, man. Um, it is it is a moment to shine for the Mavs organization, and I think we're we're the face of it to uh, to to the fans. So could not be more uh, more excited for tonight.
0: I think the thing that I'm most grateful for, just being around this or part of this organization and in whatever capacity is that like you said this team is having fun and you know there's so much uh, you know understandable caution and and reason for concern and also you know there's a lot of guys who have voiced their displeasure with whatever the quality of the food or how boring it is to you know only be able to play video games basically because you know you're not away from your family and stuff but like Dude, our team is just approaching it with such a just such a positive mindset. I don't know, and even if even if they go 0 and 8 and get bounced in the first round, it's just really cool to be a part of it, and, and also just to see them kind of like embrace this together, come together in a in a in a tough situation, um, have each other's back, hold each other accountable too, um, and also to see Rick kind of you know, allow fans inside the organization further than really they've ever been before in, in the history of the Mavericks franchise. And just kind of, you know, getting to experience this with the players has been really, really awesome too. So just all just around, think- man, I mean, this is a, obviously this is like one of the worst situations of our lifetime, just in from a public health standpoint, but um the, the team's response, the league's response, and you know Rick's response and everything has just been it's just been really, really cool to be a part of and, and like you said, I mean this is such an exciting time to be a Mavs fan, not only on the floor from a Luca and KP perspective, but also just with like the whole just this whole culture that's being kind of built.
1: Well, just think about going through this as a player you're you're never going to forget the guys you go through this with. You are never ever going to forget it.
0: this is the foxhole, I mean th- yeah, that's normally just like a a saying, right, but this is mm-hmm. real now
1: no this is this is summer camp whenever you're you know fifteen sixteen. This is going to state in high school football. Um, you might not know anything about that I did um Wow, you know you, okay. just, you make uh, friends I
0: competed in national <laughs> newspaper competitions in college, so <laughs> you can uh, you can you can eat that.
1: Weird flex, but okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, those people that you compete with—that you—it's just y'all. I mean, at some point, you know what I mean. And it gets—it gets really lonely, but then you lean on each other and you make friends for life. And it's people that you're gonna keep in contact with forever. Um, and it's—it's it's such a weird time, and such a uh, normal life is such a struggle right now. But they have this—they have this that they can hang on to, um, and they're just—they're never gonna forget this time they will never forget this time and i won't i mean that's that's why we're documenting the hell out of it um and trying to do the best we can in that regard so just think think about going through something like this like you'll never forget it this is an extremely rare occasion it's uh it's it's once in a lifetime
0: 10 years from now whenever we're recording like episode 974 of Mavs Daily, we're gonna be clinking our five rings together, looking back at <laughs> photos of Luca and Bobon in the pool, just saying, "This is where it all started, man. This yep. is where it all started. This is step one. I mean, this is step one of a very, very long journey. So no matter how this chapter of the journey ends, it's just this is only the beginning, man. And that, I think that's what's most exciting about it is beyond even the historical significance of this moment, just in terms of like the Earth's history like in in humanity like just from a Mavs standpoint this is just the first step in many 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 more to come
1: yeah and you can when when things like this happen to you and you get thrust into situations like this man you can you can be woe is me that's easy that's an easy thing to do it's an easy thing to say like why us why why right now why couldn't this happen 100 years before I lived or you know you could say woe is me but these dudes (laughs) they don't have that in them like, they just don't. I mean, even the guys that you've either had, you know, just have seen them be down before or be crabby before, like, they ain't got it in them right now. Like, it is all positive. It is all going for the same goal. It's all trying to have fun. It's, uh, man, they're, they're, they're team having fun right now. Um, and Tim's been a huge part of that. Bobby is just, Boby, 100 percent 24 7 and luca's just i don't know i have a new appreciation for how much fun that dude has and how much levity he brings to a room um because year one he was kind of shy i mean it's dirk's team it's you know it is what it is um this year dude it's his room and he is just cutting up having fun if it's not if it doesn't bring you joy he's like he's marie Kondo of uh of the nba right now like if it doesn't bring you joy like find something that does um and so people are getting to see that and i think it's i think it's flipping awesome
0: yeah dude so great oh my god i'm so ready so mavs rockets will happen tonight it is the first game of eight two weeks from now this thing will be over so buckle up get your popcorn because it is going to be a heck of a ride mike Thank you for joining me. Any any uh any final you're words welcome. before we get out of here? Or do you feel like you fired off every take that you possibly can?
1: The the take cannon is about empty, but um every other night, guys, lock in. Every other night or every other afternoon, lock in. Um this is going to be uh like like it is for the players, a time you'll they'll never forget. Like this this two weeks and this playoff run is not going to be something you're going to forget. You're going to want to tell your kids about that year two playoff series that Luka had against You know, blank. Um, and do you remember that forty-point KP game against blank in the bubble? And we're just gonna be able to look back and go, remember when this happened in the bubble? Like, remember when Seth, you know, went nine for nine from three in the bubble? Like, it's just gonna be a point in time. Um, there's gonna be pre-bubble and there's gonna be post-bubble. That's just how it works. I'm definitely Um,
0: gonna tell my kids about all that, but I just gotta get some kids first.
1: I mean, you can like. Go just like kidnap a kid for a little while and tell him a bunch of stories if just, you like, want to. Walk
0: down the street like, hey kid, I saw yeah. Luca score forty.
1: <laughs> I got plenty <laughs> oh of friends that'll loan you their kids for an afternoon if you want yeah, to
0: just to tell them stories about Luca yeah. and JP. Oh yeah. my god, it's awesome. All right. Well, he is Mike Marshall. I am Bobby Corella. This was Mavs Daily. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite. Or preferred podcast platform. I don't really have a favorite, but I do prefer different platforms. So go ahead and, uh, and follow us. This is Mavs Daily brought to you by the Dallas Morning News. It is called Mavs Daily for a reason. And that's because, Mike, we do episodes every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Today is Friday. Heard we will that. be back with you Monday. I know we have a really cool episode uh, planned Monday. So... Uh, definitely check it out. No spoilers, but it involves uh, looking at the team from a from a pretty unique uh, occupational perspective. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to having everyone hear that episode. And uh, Prove in the meantime, it. between now and then, we got two games. We got Houston on Friday, got Phoenix on Sunday. This thing is ready to pop off, just like Luka and KP. So, like we said, grab your popcorn, buckle up, enjoy the ride. It's going to be a heck of a heck of a memorable one. And we will see you next time on Mavs Daily. Go.